forever. Dog. Welcome to Hills I Die On. Thanksgiving stinks. Being old is awesome. I believe twins should be separated at birth. The Bachelor is the perfect way to find love. Adults who like Disneyland are deeply unwell. Welcome to Hills I Die On, a podcast that invites guests to chat about unpopular opinions they're so passionate about they would be willing to die on a hill over it. Just got a new theme song. Today is a wonderful day on the podcast because today we've got a true delight in our midst. Uh, she's a writer slash comedian, most recently for things like Forever on Amazon and Couple Friends available on Vimeo. Uh, she's also just a hilarious human and just a dream to be around. And she's here to die on a hill with us today. Please Please welcome to the podcast, Allie Gusberg. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Hi, friend. How are you doing? I'm doing great. You How look are you? So chic. Oh, I don't. You no. do. I just my sneakers. No, you look truly adorable. She, uh, Allie, for you guys who cannot see her, uh, is wearing the most beautiful. <laughs> rose dress and it came in just like fully glowing and then I demanded her to stop telling her story because I wanted her to tell it here where'd you just come from um I, I don't want to talk about I don't it care. <laughs> I came from a, a tea a tea yeah where I, said I drink tea, tea. I love um, it. it was at uh, a store <laughs> um a uh, Burberry. I love it. Was it. A tea it's at Burberry. So it's aspirational bouginess. Like <laughs> it was, yes. my Sunday was like dressing like a minion and walking to like <laughs> Starbucks to like ask my people to refill my cup for the thousandth time this week. That would have been fancier than what my day would have been, which would have been milk all over my shirt. I know. I know. <laughs> well, that's why I think it's so funny because whenever I see you, you're like, oh, like my, you know. I, Allie has a how old is Cooper now nine months oh my gosh That's a nine crazy. month old and uh you live a wonderful lifestyle but I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't be like Allie's my bougie friend no so no. she's like sorry I'm dressed up because I was at Burberry <laughs> having tea it's I was very like, this strange is the best news <laughs> And I can't wait to hear all that. Yeah, it. I did not belong there. That's hilarious. Yeah. What was the clientele? It was, well, it was my friend who is um, very fancy uh -huh. and I love her for it. Yeah, She invites course. me to things like this. Yeah, I she, need one of those. Yeah. She got invited to it for selling something that was from Burberry. Oh. And then they invited her to this tea. So, oh, so it's like an invite only it's tea. It's an invite only tea. It was just the two of us in their like fancy penthouse room, which is colored pistachio. Stop. Which, Spoiler alert, is their new color. Oh, <laughs> yes. okay. Burberry um, branching yeah. out. Yep. And um, so we had some tea. I had green tea, uh -huh. as did she. Pistachio colored tea. <laughs> Pistachio Amazing. colored tea. And uh, we had little mini sandwiches. Oh, no, there were no sandwiches. What? That's, I was counting on sandwiches. There were no sandwiches. It was vegetables, a variety of vegetables no. mixed with other vegetables. Crime. Yeah. Because I'm going to be honest, I love a good tea. I, I prefer the carbs part yes, of the tea. Yes, but that's why no I love the tea. Yeah. So my brother, weirdly, is like obsessed with teas. I don't know <laughs> how he became this way. He lives in Chicago. But him and his wife have done like several. And it's because he likes all the sandwiches. Exactly. Yeah. And he's like, when are you filled with like tiny little scones that you can just eat a hundred of? Exactly. And, like, yeah. So he's like, tea is the best oh, a yeah, tea the that best. doesn't come with scones and sandwiches is not is a, tea. It a tea no it's barely a tea we got to talk yeah, to Burberry no. I think they need to up their game <laughs> it was a vegetable salad I'm thrilled to know it was a vegetable salad so just salad and tea it was um little mini vegetable things with some little fruits uh -huh. and then tea yeah. Amazing. Yeah. But it was at Burberry. <laughs> and but it was at Burberry. And you got to be chic and sit in the pistachio yeah. room and learn secrets about the Burberry line. Yeah, and I love this with exactly. all my heart. And browse their clothes, their baby clothes, which oh, they fine. really wanted me. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they did. I'm sure. Yeah. Also, oh, so ridiculous. I kept trying to peek at like the price tags, oh, but I thought that would just spoil who I am. So I was like, oh no, I don't care about the price. That is so funny. And I absolutely do that at places where if I walk in and I can't immediately see how much something costs, I'm like, I can't be here no. because there's something, I think I finally gotten to the point where I'm okay being like, hi, how much does this cost? Yeah. And then walking out because <laughs> exactly. like the retail people are also in our boat, right? Yeah. So it's like, why do you feel ashamed walking out of a place? Cause it's too expensive in front yeah. of who? But even if you have a lot of money, you should be concerned with how much something costs. Totally. It's your money. And the value of it yeah. based on what how much you exactly. like it. And yeah, yeah. It's you're so I also right. fully was not planning to buy anything. I only look no. at price tags of expensive things out of pure curiosity. Totally. Well, especially I can't even imagine, and again, no judgment here. I'm sure we know many people who dress their kids in Burberry. Yes, of course. Uh, 
they grow out of things so quickly. Like, so quickly. So that's yes. like a wild investment. No, my son wears something for like three weeks max and that's then he's out of so it. so crazy. Yeah. That being said, we all need Burberry friends now who can give us their the hand downs and take us to tea. I'm saying. Okay. This is <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I know my New Year's resolution uh, for the new year is going to be to find some Burberry friends who I can uh, benefit just, from their lifestyles. Exactly. Just loiter outside Rodeo and follow someone in. I, lo- I love that with all <laughs> just my start hearts. chatting. Um, while we're on the topic of raising children and yes. how we treat our children yes. uh, when they are born, uh, you have a very fun and controversial hill that i'm very excited to hear about uh would you mind telling me what that is um i think that telling kids that santa exists is wrong Uh on many levels oh man yeah so this is such a fascinating one because of course i was like trying to do my dorky research on all this and almost everything on the internet is in your court and oh, yet good. I still don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Do you want to? So why? Yes, so why I didn't realize way? there was a big internet following about There's this a idea. Lot. Oh, there good. are a lot of parents uh, coming out of the woodwork. A lot of the articles were published within the last couple of years. Yeah. But yeah, the internet was all about the psychology of it. And yeah. so I'm interested to hear your own thoughts on it. I think, well, first of all, the obvious is we're lying to our kids. Totally. So there's just like a collective lie that mm-hmm. is sent all across and it goes so deep. I mean, the post office even will return letters that are addressed to Santa. So if you write a letter, you can write a letter to Santa. So if your kid writes a letter to Santa, you can put it in an envelope, mm-hmm. put your own letter in the envelope and address it to this very specific address. Mm-hmm. And then the U.S. Postal Service will then return that letter to you with a North Pole postage stamp you're kidding so that you to help perpetuate this lie we're telling our kids they will yes still even though it's like going under yes that's crazy that's what our money is going toward <laughs> that's what our tax money is paying <laughs> yeah. for that's so fascinating yeah. i did not realize that yeah. at all yeah because they're like we have nowhere to send this so we will send it back yeah and it's it to me i feel like where this came from is there are a lot of things in our society that do this but it's a way to control children. For a month out of the year, we can keep our kids on a chokehold and sure. get them to behave well. Sure. But the fact is we're all lying to our kids, which I think is maybe the reason why all adults have trust issues. Really? Trust issues, anxiety, depression, all comes from Stems Santa. From Santa? <laughs> Okay, that's amazing. One of the reasons uh, when I was trying to make a list of reasons why, so I should say I do not have children and uh, I would like children someday. And I still think the jury's out on whether or not I will tell my own children. I I personally uh, was not personally traumatized when finding out that Santa wasn't real. I think I was like, like I definitely didn't accuse my parents of lying or think of it in that capacity at all. I was disappointed because I was probably way too old. I wanted to believe so badly. So I think I believed until I was like 11 or something like inappropriate. And then I like heard someone at school saying it being like, obviously. And I was like, yeah. And then being like, damn it. And it was like, I knew, but like, I didn't want to believe. Yeah. And then I was like bummed out, but I don't think that that overshadowed or like outweighed the joy it brought me for two for, a, for over a decade of but my don't life. don't you think the joy is partly just from getting a bunch of gifts that you really, really want? Because, and also... If I'm going out to buy my kid gifts, I want the credit for that. Totally. I want Santa totally. getting the credit for buying him a super soaker. I want that credit. That I totally understand. That one's fascinating to me because I do think there is an element of like, Santa is a little classist. And, and it is. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. a little classist. It, there's definitely, I'm sure in many places, uh, an element of like Santa brought so-and-so exactly. an iPad and I got a sticker, which right. is great. Right. Uh, but being able to compare like what you get and being like, was I not a good enough kid? I think there's some psychological elements of comparison that you could totally get into. But a lot of the comparison stuff, I think, happens at a later age. I think most kids probably don't go till 11. (laughs) I may have been the outlier in that capacity. (laughs) But like, I think a lot of children, like that, just the magic of it in general, no matter what they get, it's just like, holy shit. Like this magical man comes down the chimney of everyone's homes, (laughs) delivering them something that's crazy. And just like the idea of getting to believe and wait and not sure if he's going to come. And then the morning you wake up and there, 
there's like something there. And again, I was raised like with a family that celebrated and I was so lucky and, you know, privileged to have any gifts at all. Um, so I'm coming from this perspective, but it was just like, Oh my God, what a magical dream. And to get to experience that, I'm like, Oh, I want my kids to be able to like feel that magic and believe for just 10 minutes that the world isn't all bad and that there's some magic in it. Sure. (laughs) But then why aren't we just telling our kids like cars are spaceships? Like then we could just say that like everything is fake. I mean, we tell our kids that spoons are airplanes. (laughs) (laughs) So to some capacity, aren't we kind of doing that? Sure. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. I'm pulling up strings here. No, but yeah, I mean... It's also a little bit creepy, though, that we're telling our kids that a man who is an old, bearded, obese man is now coming down our chimneys <laughs> and watching us while we're asleep, watching us while we're awake. Totally, totally and completely. Leaving I, us gifts. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I was actually thinking about that um, when I was looking at some of the like origin stories of Santa and like um, back to your idea of how it makes people behave. Um, I do think there is something fascinating to just the idea of consequences and like teaching your child like okay if you don't do this then you won't get something versus the idea of like just be a good person for the sake of being a good person yeah and so I I'm the jury's out on how I feel about that (laughs) one um but I will say there's all this uh drama surrounding the song um baby it's cold outside obviously because it's uh debatable issues yes consent and whatnot um but I was looking at the lyrics to Santa Claus is coming to town yeah and they are arguably also due for a makeover. Totally. It's like just We're past it's literally it. emotional stifling. It's yes. literally like I what is it? You better watch out, you better not cry, you better not pout. No. Repress you all what. of your yes. feelings. <laughs> then and maybe you'll like, get a nice gift. Yes, it's literally like, do not feel anything. I can also <laughs> see the eyes in my mom's face rolling to the back of her head right now. She's listening <laughs> to this being like, it's just a Christmas song. Um, but I literally was just looking at that and thought it was super funny that it's one of the one where I was just like, oh, that's that's kind of an antiquated lyric. <laughs> there are like, a bunch of very terrifying songs we sing our kids. Like Rock yes. a Bye Baby, Hush Little Baby. Oh, you're so right. Yeah. Ashes, so ashes, right. we all fall down. Oh, yeah. That, isn't that about Bring Around the Rosies yeah, about the plague? Yep. Right. Yeah. Okay. That one. I was like, that's a fascinating one. <laughs> it's like, mm, yeah, debatable. Much, yeah. But the Santa Claus of it all and of who the person is and why yeah. we are good for him. Right. I don't know if I think that's a good thing. Yeah. But that's, I think that's an extra element of Santa, right? Yeah. I think for the most part, it's like magic. I don't, I don't know if I was ever threatened by, I probably was. The fact that he's watching you Being all like, the time. Yeah. And you're like, Ooh, I have to be good because if not, I don't remember feeling that way either, but it is, I mean, it is a weird thing. You're just setting your kids up for inevitable disappointment when they do find out. I mean, my sister cried violently for like a straight week really yeah oh no yeah how did she find out she a kid in her class told her but it's also like then you force the older kids in the family to be complicit in the lie so i had to then continue to lie for my sister who then we all had to lie for my brother totally and then my little brother had to just kind of pretend that there was a santa just for all the rest of our sakes because he didn't want to spoil it for us which is crazy so now we're all just lying to each other that's hilarious (laughs) Uh, yeah, we never. So, did your parents never had like a chat with you guys? No. It was just, yeah, same. No. I know some people who are sad. I actually, this is kind of funny. I grew up in a neighborhood that was primarily Christian Catholic, um, you know, those types of schools and whatnot. And um, I had one friend who was Jewish, and I did not know what Judaism was. I was, I think, five or six years old. And yeah, it must have been five because she was my kindergarten friend. And I remember Hillary telling me that Santa didn't come to their house. And I was devastated. And I was like, why would Hillary, why would Santa not go to Hillary's house? And I remember asking her mom and being like, why does Santa not come? And her mom, obviously not, probably not wanting to spoil it for me and not wanting to like, you know, get into it at all. Right. Just was like, well, because we're Jewish. And I didn't know what that meant, but just having any explanation, I was like, oh, okay. Like, and it just like, that was enough (laughs) for me to be like, cool, cool, cool. Jewish. that that for those kids I know, yeah so tr- so true it's which so we can weird. also get into yeah. but then flash to several years later i'm having a sleepover with my friend uh eleni barculus the most greek 
orthodox name <laughs> in the entire world. And Eleni tells me that her parents uh, told her that Santa wasn't real early on. And oh, they were like, it's just something we do. It's a tradition we have. And you're a big girl now, so you can help us do it for Katrina, for your child. Okay. And, or for your, not for your child, for your little sister. Yeah. Um, we ring the bells and then we put the presents out and yada, yada. And I remember just going to bed being like, mm, Eleni's Jewish. Like... <laughs> I was like, that's, that's why she that's has a blue that Because it's <laughs> cognitive dissonance. I was going to do anything possible yeah. to convince myself Aww. that Santa was real. And so for years, I remember I told her dad that like a few years ago and he thought it was the funniest thing like, in the world. Because I was just like, oh, okay. So that, so if Santa's not really coming, that's the only reason yeah, why. Exactly. And not because we're, this whole facade is happening. But <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah. If anything, it taught me once I finally figured it out, like fake news, right? Yeah, like the exactly. idea that you cannot believe everything you're told. Right. Right. Arguably, learning that is a skill. True. That Santa could foster. Totally. <laughs> exactly. And I'm half Jewish. So I, oh, growing up, yeah, was Santa did come to our house, but we also celebrated Hanukkah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, there were a lot of Jewish kids and non-Christian kids in our school. Uh -huh. So then they were also having to uphold this crazy lie to those kids that did have a Santa and it's oh, fascinating yeah so to me i'm so then it's like so you were told or so they were told that they couldn't tell their friends who believed i'm assuming because all of us believed who sure. did have santa coming for many years yeah so it's like all these kids are now also complicit in this life so like you're fascinating friend. because it, it, is it lying or is it also just teaching your children to respect other people's religions in a way santa Santa's extreme because like we physically all there's no yes. one out there that's like no Santa or maybe there is who knows it's like Santa's <laughs> absolutely a real human being yeah. it's more like Santa's the spirit of Christmas and this weird tradition right. that we have blah 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 right but it's early on if other children are faced with this and right. not saying that this is right or wrong but just a thought <laughs> thought experiment uh, that they are then taught to like respect how somebody else wants to speak to their children and yeah. even though we don't believe this their family believes this sure. so this is how we respect it right because right? you also wouldn't walk up to someone and be like yo jesus is <laughs> exactly. fake and like now may i mean maybe you would i, don't I feel know, like but i've seen like, those posters but that's fascinating yeah i didn't think about how it plays into other people's uh children that yeah. are of different faith right because you're if you're telling them that there is a santa then it's like we're also having to lie to kids that don't celebrate yeah. Christmas yeah. and Santa that there is a Santa, but that Santa doesn't come to your house. Oh, my God. So I actually just had a friend uh, tell me that she she uh, was raised Jewish and she said that no one ever explained to her Santa. So she just assumed that Santa was real for like Aww. 10 years, but that Santa just knew to skip her house. Aww isn't that so sad yes. and I was like oh no oh this might be I mean points for you I'm not it's not what I'm trying to do here but I was like oh man that's so yeah. devastating that and I'm sure her parents probably didn't even think twice about it it was just like this is something that another right culture does but then like you know having friends that like deeply believe in it yeah and then being like well I guess it's they must be right yeah that's so so devastating yeah but couldn't you get the same thing if you don't if you tell your kids santa's not real like that's the other thing is unless it's a huge cultural shift if you're sending your kids to a school where it is christmas is celebrated right. and, they, and most of their friends are surrounding it right. if you choose to tell your kids santa's not real and then the everyone else around them is saying yes it is yeah could that also be damaging right well that's that's the dilemma i have as a mom is like what am i gonna do because your kid depending on the school and their friends yes. could get very socially isolated totally. if they're telling everyone there's no santa totally they're gonna their friends parents aren't going to be inviting them over to play in december because totally. they don't want it spoiled for their kids oh totally so, <laughs> so, my poor kid's gonna have no friends he'll know the truth but oh, he's gonna no. have no friends oh no he trusts his parents but nobody else yeah exactly oh, no. do you are, do you know for sure you weren't gonna tell cooper i don't know you know this is a new conversation we're trying to it figure is. out what we're gonna do yeah i feel so torn because i do feel like it is really wrong to just a lie to your kids it just is very weird to just keep upholding this lie i'm not sure. a good liar so to continue to lie about it is very weird yeah and 
I don't know. It just feels like you're trying to build trust with your kid. Mm -hmm. And it is like they say that from the moment your kid's born, the relationship you're building with them is shaping them into who they're going to be in their relationship with the world and other people. So if you're lying to them and you know that one day the jig is up, what's that going to do to him as he gets older? And how is he going to feel about his relationship with us? Totally. That we've been lying to him for years. Totally. And I can't answer that. (laughs) I do not know. And I think it does affect people differently, right? Yeah. But then the flip side that is like, yeah, he's going to school and every, assuming the other parents are telling their kids that there is a Santa. And if he's in school with kids that do celebrate Christmas and they have Santa, he's then going to be the weird kid that is telling everyone that there's no Santa. Sure. I mean, he doesn't have to be the weird kid telling everyone. <laughs> he can all, but, but they keep he, it to himself. He's either, he's either complicit. Yeah. Right. He's, but then he has right. to keep this harbor, this secret. You're right. And it's just so confusing. And it's, kids are just trying to figure out how the world works. Right. So now it's they're learning that you lie for certain reasons. It's like, how sure. do you explain that? It's I so mean, is it a segue into white lying? Is Santa so bad that it couldn't be considered a white lie again another thought experiment (laughs) where it's like it's something that if done correctly which I don't know if that if you know if we can do it without you know alienating other children (laughs) in an isolated situation where you're just getting to experience the magic and then you have a nice come to Jesus conversation (laughs) no pun intended almost uh, (laughs) that where you're like oh okay like this you know Santa's more of like a uh, an idea like it's the idea of doing things for each other and like giving gifts to one another and generosity and like it's more of a spirit right a person delivering stuff right could it be considered a positive could it there's another thing that was like um it could help with imaginative play which helps brain development and like okay i know (laughs) this is like i'm doing the best i I mean isn't that what imaginary friends are for yeah, I guess so. I mean, look, there's <laughs> definitely this, other ways to participate in imaginative play than like, with Santa Claus. And I think imaginative play is something that the kid comes up with on their own. And they know it's not real. And they know it's not sure. real. They're, or even if they do, they're kind of, it's self-perpetuated. So they're coming up with it. And then they, they kind of learn. It's not like my kid is coming up with something that is imaginative and I'm just over time kind of going along with it forever and sure. helping him like think that this thing is real, which is not. It's true. It's a fascinating thing to be like, you're not going to, yeah, you're not going to tell your kid that they're imaginary friend. They're not going to be like, yes, it's real. Yeah. Because they're going to be confused by that because they know it's not real. Right. It's, it's tough. Part of me is like, is it more detrimental to the kids than it is positive for the parents? <laughs> Because there's got to be something, there is something selfish about it where we like to see our kids experience this magic and joy. And it allows us to remember, like to do something special and like go out of our way to like make someone feel good without receiving any of the positive reinforcement of like, I get the credit for this. Because there's also something that like we do feel better. Um, There's, there's a psychology of like giving and, and um, what's the word? Uh, charity that's Mm -hmm. we actually feel better when we learn to do things for others without expecting something back right so from an adult standpoint uh being able to do this and it's almost like an anonymous donor situation right (laughs) where you're like doing this for your child (laughs) listen i'm doing the best i can here but it could be perpetuating joy among adults as well so is it is it where where does the trauma of your child outweigh the benefits of adulthood (laughs) i think that's just a lifelong lesson of parenting like you're constantly weighing your kids desires over yours Uh, so true oh that's so true (laughs) and here's another instance of that i I still i here's the fascinating thing that i've been going through too i reached out to um some pals who are other comedians uh since i'm in a room that's uh, uh, single parents and it's a lot of parents i'm one of the few childless people in the room which (laughs) makes sense and uh a lot of them are I mean, all of them are incredibly like smart, liberal minded, thoughtful parents. And I watch them and listen to them engage in, you know, picking different schools and reading all the parenting books and having thoughtful debate over who's raising their kid, how. And like, it's all been so fascinating for me as a non-parent to learn and see also immensely stressful especially in LA but (laughs) then reached out and was like are you guys still gonna do Santa and a lot of them were like yeah and they were like because like in our minds and a lot of it probably is they didn't feel 
traumatized as children when they found out either they felt bummed and and you know wanted magic to be real and it wasn't but felt like to them as children the magic outweighed the bad and so they want their kids to get to experience that too yeah and so I was like oh but but that being said they all are aware of like the psychology of lying to your children and they're all aware of all this and everyone's kind of just like okay (laughs) and we don't judge each other for you know what I mean like we judge each other for how we choose to raise our children in every other capacity right and I'm sure there's judgment in this one too but we all like (laughs) also sort of get it it's also just so deeply internalized i think it's like a big issue of group think where we've all sort of collectively over time done santa so to break from that now is like social suicide for both you and your child so we all just keep justifying it as magic or this that and the other when really it's doesn't seem healthy yeah i'm I'm never gonna ever argue the point that just because we've been doing something means that we should continue doing it because that's like the worst argument and the reason for so So much much bad in this world and how's that for sending so much bad in this world uh (laughs) but i do eh, this one's a toughie because to i i don't think it's that big of a deal and i know that's a controversial opinion and i've just (laughs) read so many articles about the psychology of it and how it could be detrimental and yet i'm still like but But and is that just me reinforcing my own opinion i mean it is yeah but i just don't think it's that bad you didn't feel the trauma did you i think back and i think oh i don't i don't really remember finding out there wasn't a santa and remember it really affecting me but i also was a kid who repressed a lot of my feelings and then just felt intense anxiety about things i couldn't control like interesting yeah yeah about the world so totally it probably was devastating and i just didn't express it outwardly but my sister was very dramatic and like had big feelings and expressed them very well and totally openly and was devastated by it i mean yeah i had i have always had big feelings (laughs) And I do remember, I like remember it happening. It was the slow process of me being like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's not real. Yeah. Okay. Like he, yeah, but maybe, but maybe he is. And then being like, okay. I, I, the only thing that happened in my household that was like kind of a confirmation was I found a gift addressed to my sister from Santa, like hidden in my parents' bathroom. And I just remember being to my mom being like, uh, just so you know, I saw there. So Stephanie doesn't find it. My mom was just like, thank you. And that was like the exchange. And like, that was the extent of it. And for me, it was a little bit like, cool, cool, cool. Like I'm in on this now. Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of felt like, I almost felt like I was like in on it. Like yeah, I didn't yeah, yeah. feel, I felt like, oh, you, she knows I know now. Yeah. And so like, that's pretty cool. And like, <laughs> we still get gifts from Santa. Like we still, <laughs> awesome. like, I, like I, you know, like my siblings and I still get a letter from Santa. We still celebrate <laughs> the tradition of, yeah. that we, we love tradition in our household. Okay. We're a big Italian family. We yeah. do, we like the, tra- I think the tradition thing has been ingrained in me in yeah. a way that like in this conversation, no matter what you tell me, yeah. this is how you I still believe am. in Santa. That, do, I'm, I may, <laughs> uh, but I do, but I do believe in tradition and I do believe in like the joy of the holidays. Yes. And like, I love all that silly stuff and I love that we've done it every year and that we keep doing it. Yes. And like there's something really nice just to like know that my dad's going to write us a really sweet note from Santa, but we know it's from dad. You know what but I mean? What if that letter were just from dad? I mean, it's not like I'm getting a shortage of love from dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's not like this one time of right. year my dad shares his like love right. it, it, via the guise of an old large man. <laughs> like <laughs> we get love from dad all the time. Yeah. So it might be different yeah. if this was like the only time right. he was expressing his opinion <laughs> but in, or his feelings toward us. But in, right. instead, it's just like another nice thing yeah. that we just know that's also like masked in this like just weird tradition. It's weird. It's, it's so all weird. weird. But don't you think that when it first because it had to it started at some point. Yes. Right. When it first came about, like a lot of things, it was probably about controlling children. Totally. To keep them well behaving yeah, and totally. all that. In the way that like the bad angels we right. were always told about. It. It's like if you if you make a mean face, the bad angels will get you and your face is going to get stuck like that. And <laughs> right. I was like, no, okay, like don't do it. And, and I think our society has evolved in terms of how we punish each other <laughs> and how we like know how kids react yeah. and how ourselves react right. to uh, the idea of discipline and right. like, you know, f- bad consequences. Right. Um, but this has not followed. It hasn't evolved in that same capacity. No. Yeah. Huh. This is a toughie for me. <laughs> this is a real toughie for me to debate right here because I hear you. I just don't want to. 
Yeah, because you still believe a little bit. I think. <laughs> There's a little part of you that still hears Santa's bell. There's part of me that reads the book, the, uh, I was about to call it Murder on the Orient Express. <laughs> That's not it. <laughs> the Polar Express and wants to hear the ringing bells. I know. You know what I, I know. mean? <laughs> I hear you. No, I'm just kidding. But I do. But Maybe I do. that's what it is. Maybe it's like the self-perpetuating thing of when you become adults, part of you just wants to believe in the magic of your childhood. Yes. And that's why you do Santa. Yes. Because you have been beaten down for 20, <laughs> 30, 40, 50 years. Yeah. And then you're just like. You get to see the joy through fresh eyes. Yeah. And you get to see this like super innocent thing right. happening and this you know, it's also happening at a time you believe in Santa at a time where you're like, you barely have object permanence. Everything is magic. <laughs> no, okay. True. Here's a point in favor of Santa Claus. <laughs> Everything is magic as a child. You have no idea how things work. Magic is essentially just an attribution toward like, I physically don't have the capacity to understand this. It's why peekaboo is like truly mind boggling for a baby. Yes. I know nothing so, makes my baby laugh more than seeing me disappear for a split second yes, and reappear. Cause he's like this. What the hell? Blows his so mind. Is Santa just an extension of lack of object permanence? Sure, but also your job as a parent is to teach your kid object Damn permanence. So you are supposed is to it, then teach them. Is that your job or are they just going to develop, their brain's going to develop that just by the nature of existing? You're kind of trying to encourage their brains to understand how the world works. Sure. And the real world doesn't exist with a man named Santa. <sighs> Sure. <laughs> There's a kid's learning that Santa lives in the North Pole with Mrs. Claus. Uh-huh. And then they have a host of elves who they then force to make a bunch of gifts for kids. <laughs> so now these little elves are somehow with their little hands making plastic, which then becomes the little toy that you get under the tree. <sighs> Yeah, or and that's just how like, the world works to them. So how are they then supposed to understand how machines make plastic, three D printing? <laughs> I'm sorry, I refuse <laughs> to acknowledge your argument that my child, who's one day believed in Santa, will never understand three D printing. <laughs> that is stricken from the record <laughs> completely. I now want to like call everyone in three D printing and get a survey of who believed in Santa. <laughs> And they're like, nope, it's elves, baby. If you're not, if your six-year-old is showing or like five, six, seven-year-old is showing promise in 3D printing and doesn't believe, they also know that stores exist. They don't think that all presents come from <laughs> just Christmas presents. Right, exactly. So that's it. They believe that Mattel makes everything well, else. Well, they barely understand anything. So how, like maybe they don't, maybe they think the elves make all the gifts and then the elves bring the gifts to the stores. I mean, that's just a false representation of even the Christmas story. <laughs> that you would have to explain. Then you're not even doing a great job explaining Christmas to your child. <laughs> that's really funny. Uh, I was laughing thinking about the tooth fairy because the tooth fairy is also a lie. But for some reason, the yeah. tooth fairy never really like... I've never heard of a, a tooth fairy trauma story. Well, and the tooth fairy, I think, exists so much longer than the other ones because for some reason, as a kid, you think it's impossible for a human hand to reach under your pillow and well, not sleeping. wake you up. Yes, yes. <laughs> you're With a baby, so right. it's very easy to do. I, still, I can blast music and won't wake it up. It would be like a parent trap moment. Like, I could physically have my entire mattress moved into the ocean and I would never wake exactly. up. Exactly. Like, it's, that one's bananas. <laughs> my kids slept through the little earthquake we had everything slept through it. everything yeah. i think i might sleep through the big one which honestly is power super great yeah. is that a skill <laughs> <laughs> technically died in her sleep love it i'm all about that oh i did have a friend tell me a funny story about the tooth fairy she was telling me that uh they did the tooth fairy for a while with their child uh, until their kids started saying, well, the reason the tooth fairy comes to get your teeth is so that they can then give them to children who have no teeth. And so they oh, had like wow. convinced this thing themselves of this idea in their mind that like, well, it's like, why do they need it? Oh, well, it must be like why babies don't have children. So they must get your teeth. And it was this like, <laughs> great. I was like, oh, that's a kind of br like brilliant logic for a child yeah. to come up with as opposed to like some creepy, like, why does this little thing need to come and take your teeth like but what, also now the they think they're a bunch of toothless children 
around the world well, no, who babies, need their teeth. Babies. Like how babies don't have teeth and they won't get them until they have somebody until else. Until they get someone else's yes. teeth. But that's just like a bigger lie well, So now. that's when they told them, yeah, no, that's not how this works. And then they like explained it to them. They they were like, we're not going to let this affect like the science of biology. Or, like <laughs> we draw the line there. Um, your parents did the tooth fairy, right? They did the tooth fairy. They did the Easter bunny. Oh yeah. They oh, did we everything. still do the Easter yeah. bunny. Wait, you still do the Easter bunny? Yeah, dude. I compete with my siblings on anything possible. We'll Easter egg hunt until the day we die. Wait, but do your parents then secretly do it and like act like the Easter bunny did it? Well, I mean like, no, but like they, like they know we're full grown adults, like functioning humans, <laughs> but like, yeah, they, we do an Easter egg hunt and oh, it's competitive well, as hunt. hell. Yeah. And like fully, <laughs> my siblings are like all twenties and thirties and like, everyone's like, fuck you game on. And then like, it's like competitive Easter That's egg awesome. hunting. Yeah. And it's super, it's again, we're like suckers for tradition. Yes. Uh, we love that stuff and it's just fun. And you know what I mean? Like it has nothing to do with like the easter bunny i also feel like it's so strange i always like i feel like i believed in the easter bunny but significantly less like there wasn't as much lore around the easter bunny that it was never disappointing in any capacity yeah like i kind of remember being like well everyone knows the tooth fairy is not real well everyone knows the easter bunny is well, not real easter bunny's like the beta to the santa alpha right yeah. santa's like the best one yes. of, of the group why easter bunny like still does shit i guess the easter bunny just brings like chocolates yeah right it's and not it's as like, like yeah i mean it's great but yeah. it's not like sure santa yeah that's so yeah i don't know it's super bizarre how the brain works i mean and again that's just my own experience with it but i like did you you believed in the easter bunny i did believe in the easter bunny were yeah. you bummed to find out i don't remember it being a big event finding out about any of that did your sister have a traumatic experience to the easter bunny my, too i don't remember but my guess is yes probably a traumatic experience to all of them to each and every yeah. one of them oh man i want to like call her and get her t- and discuss this <laughs> like does she have children no she doesn't mm-hmm. will she do you think she'd like to yeah okay and do you think she will tell her kids um i don't know i think she i think she would That's yeah so fast i think she would i think she'd believe in the magic of it right. i don't know even though 10 days of trauma her. didn't outweigh the nine years of yeah i mean maybe she's part of the problem i have to ask her (laughs) (laughs) we're all a little bit a part of the problem in all capacities absolutely yeah another thing i found fascinating when i was just thinking about like lies to our children and like how it relates to raising them and like religion and all of that stuff um where what's your stance on like fairies or angels or any of that capacity like do you think it's harmless to let your kids like play in in this world or is it like I think letting them play in it is fine. Yeah. I think telling them when they have no understanding of anything and then sure. out of the blue saying, hey, fairies exist. Sure. Unless you're someone who truly does believe they right. exist. Well, because that's then, when it becomes a little, because things like angels right. and like, you know, that becomes religion. Sure. Right? So and if, if you, you believe in angels, I have no problem with you telling your kids that because to me, that's if you yeah. deep in your heart believe something then yeah, go for it. Tell your kids that because that's your true belief and you're trying to teach your kid how the world works. Totally. And that's your family culture. And then when your kid grows up, yeah. they're going to make their own decision. See, that's such a funny and tricky one to me because like for me, I'm like Santa's harmless because we all know deep down it's not real. But like with religious stuff, I started to get a little bit like, uh, like yeah. where are we? Like, like what are we teaching our children? Yes. Is it actually teaching morality and going to, you know, I mean, yes. uh, yeah, yeah. We, we don't have to get into the religion of it i'd be happy to i would be too uh, but but uh, yeah i mean it is just such a fascinating because i mean technically santa is a very benign extension of like heaven and hell exactly it's like be good and you'll get something right. positive or you right. won't get something or you'll get positive coal. right but yeah. no kid's ever gotten coal as far as i know i don't know a kid that's ever gotten coal so i was a little brat when I was little. <laughs> did you get coal in here no but i did put coal in my sister's stocking one year <laughs> And then forgot about it. I was so mad at her. I cannot remember Wait, why. Wait, was it at the bottom of the stocking? It, the stockings were already hung like, you know, early just for decoration. Yeah. And I remember just like being mad at her and like taking some. I also remember being like, is this actually cool? I wasn't 100% positive. Did you positive. believe in Santa still? I don't know if I did, but I knew she did. She yeah. was younger. And so I, I think I was just so mad. I don't even remember. I was yeah. killed. But I like took Cole out of the uh, fireplace and put it in her stocking 
fully forgot about it but then Christmas <laughs> rolled around and like I remember the moment of her like finishing everything and then being like there's something else in my stock <laughs> and then like, reaching what? in and was like what <laughs> and being like Mm. and my and my sister being like oh my god and my parents being like ah, and then my brother got blamed and it was like the best because first of all I was always the problem and I always got blamed for everything yeah. most of the time I did it most sometimes I didn't so this was like a true miracle that Tommy was Christmas being blamed. miracle oh, it was a Christmas miracle that Tommy was being blamed for this and like I just remember like fully everyone being like Tommy did it and my brother being like I didn't I didn't do it like I, I truly did not do this for years for truly years i don't think i came forward until i was like maybe 17 like it was like too late i was like yeah that was like totally me and everyone was like what and my brother was like thank god like it was like living with this yeah like yeah like i'm sure at a certain point being like did i like (laughs) everyone seems to believe this reality and i was like i'm sorry but um so my sister got cold one year oh was she just devastated like i must have done that one thing when i well i think once everyone was like it was time me then she was fine with it you know what i mean it was like this isn't from santa you didn't do any you were not a bad person my parents were very much like no 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 you were not a bad person yeah like, yeah i also do you know anyone who like has ever like their kids were bad and so they were planning on giving them to presents and then didn't no no, no i don't, I don't know anyone i mean that there's happened. a lot of but entitlement in christmas yeah and that's the other problem with santa is that santa comes to everyone's houses in different ways with different types of presents totally. and it's like so then what is that a teaching kids about just material goods totally and then b then you think oh well santa brought you know blah 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 there blah 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 yes and yeah you didn't get the tickle me elmo yes so true <laughs> I, my sister got an iou a furby one year i remember that and i think she was just as excited she was like yes <laughs> it's coming but it was just like sorry they're sold out like yeah, exactly. <laughs> so at some point we'll get you the furby <laughs> so wait if she believed in santa though then does she think santa got too tied up making all the other ones so now he's gonna do a delayed making of her furby i don't know man i don't know i i, I think in kids brains it you doesn't make it go that far yeah right? you make it work i mean yeah. kids are like i especially as a child like i'm as i've been saying it was like the queen of cognitive dissonance if i wanted to believe something i yeah. was going to find the a to that's b true. of it right that's like true. whether it was oh santa ran out at the workshop and you know other needier kids got yeah. the furby so i'll just get <laughs> versus it versus like i'm getting it later or like you know he gave my mom my mom knows where to get my furby like, right great she'll Mom's figure it got out. it under control <laughs> again raised in a very (laughs) very loving privileged household uh we'll repeat that till the end of time uh where are you on like astrology um i you know was a non-believer for a long time Uh but having friends that do really believe in it i've kind of become a believer so are you going to teach cooper about astrology or like Um, talk to him about his sign or anything like that you know i don't i don't go that deep i have a very superficial understanding of astrology um but some of it kind of seems true when you read about the characteristics of you, your partner, like my husband's a Scorpio uh-huh. textbook Scorpio. That's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, I love it. So I'm all about this, Yeah, but it is another thing of like pseudo religion, not at all science that we all like look or is for it science though. It's the stars, right? It's not really the universe. I, I watched a mini documentary <laughs> on astrology and how it's like essentially like complete bullshit. But the thing that it does do for us is, uh, it like forces us to believe like something positive is happening in our lives mm. and forces us to like try to understand ourselves on a deeper level okay and in doing so actually leads to like a more positive mindset and like it's all about positive psychology and to that point i'm like great so then it's truly harmless True. if i read a horoscope that's like you're gonna have a great day and then because it's a self-fulfilled prophecy now i'm like yep it told me i'm gonna have a great day i now believe i'm gonna have a great day and then i do because i do I'm believe like, in law of positive attraction right also a little bit of astrology though we were at this breakfast place in seattle and there was this book the birthday book which i think is like a thing i have, have. oh it's you right have there. it so we open up this book to my <laughs> husband's birthday and it was like described him to a t yeah my birthday also completely described me to a t and it was weird i did i sort of became a believer i honestly played a game with some pals when i got that probably like 10 years ago and 
uh, we went in a circle and I read everyone's blindly out loud. And then we all voted whose birthday we thought it was. Yeah. And we were like 10 out of 10. Yeah, correct. Exactly. And it was very crazy. But then I read when I started dating Mike, I read Mike's and it is the opposite human being. I was like, <laughs> are you sure you're born on this day? It's, it's also, I mean, astrology is one of those things where it's like, you could have five horoscopes that really right. don't apply to you. Right. And then like one that does. Right. And so you're only really looking for the applicable right. horoscope. Right. Like there are days where it's like today you might close on a house. And I'm like, that's just, not it. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Or it's like, if you're a lawyer, now's the time to sign a new deal. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> but then I'll have one that's like, today's a great day for writing. And I'm like, holy shit. Like calling my manager. <laughs> need to, today I got to start a new project today. <laughs> And it's like, we're all looking for yeah. signs and ways of doing things. Yes. But I do think it's fascinating that like, none of us really know, you know, whether the, I mean, some people obviously believe it wholeheartedly, but like none of us really know, a, like there's no, there's no proof that any of your religion is real. And yet we still put that on our kids. Whereas it's so weird. No, I it's totally so, agree so, with that. What are we doing? It's, <laughs> it's hard to raise a kid because it it's really like, is. you are imprinting them with these beliefs that you have about the world and how one should operate yeah. in the world and what you should believe and at a certain point they're going to develop their own thoughts and feelings right. that may not totally align with yours right i mean i feel like we're a generation that disappointed our parents by not getting married in certain places or you know right like my parents were great and you know do not care about any of it but um <laughs> but i know a lot of friends who right. like still were like oh you should marry within this or you right. w- it would be nice to be in a church or right. it would you know if you're jewish may try to marry another jewish person right. you know it's like there's still that was more present in our parents generation yeah so i think our kids are a little i mean we have so many bigger fish to fry what with the world ending. oh god i know <laughs> <laughs> them but, not being able to walk outside without burning to death yeah that what yeah. with that <laughs> oh god so really is santa that big of a deal so if the okay i mean okay, okay. Riddle if, me this if, if they're gonna walk outside more, and burn to death have santa okay, wait, okay here's my new argument for santa <laughs> if the world is going to end in 10 years yeah which is in my lifetime <laughs> <laughs> long enough to believe in Santa for 10 years. Yeah. Are we allowed to continue to tell our children born today and onward that Santa is real, knowing that they will never experience the trauma and only the joy of believing? I think that's that more dilemma of like, if you could like rob a jewelry store and no one would find out. Right. Would is would you do it well but that's different because you're affecting people even if no one right. finds out somebody's gonna some the owner of the jewelry store just lost a lot of money and you hurt right. someone's that's life. true in this case no one would get hurt well your lie could only bring joy or could you argue that you are hurting that kid by not being truthful to that kid but they will never know you're not being truthful to them because the world's ending in 10 years that's my argument <laughs> <laughs> If my argument is that if they never find out that you're yeah, lying, no, they never find out, but then you're you just know. building them a world, but you're, then you're just building your kid a better world. Is it better though? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that a magical world is necessarily better. A magical world is just a fake world. Cause there's also evil and magic. Like so right. every Disney movie, just terrifying. Yeah, there you're are so these right. fake evil queens or octopi or yeah. whatever and they wreak havoc on these people's lives you're terrifying. so right different than santa but uh <laughs> an interesting Let's argument talk about ursula uh, for the next she's, hour oh, i fucking love ursula <laughs> she's she's Ursula is amazing. I will happily talk about <laughs> Ursula for the next hour. If my kid wants to believe in Ursula for the rest of, uh, of their lives, uh, go for it. Uh, yeah, the Santa thing is fun. Is it's just crazy. <sighs> I'm still gonna do it. I know you are. You totally are. I don't, I honestly don't know what we're gonna do. It's hard because yeah. in my heart I don't want to. Yeah, but I feel like once he's you know I, and age, i also understand you and respect to. you the truth yeah. of the matter is when you say this i'm like okay great so to recap so we have <laughs> some of the fun ones okay first the first thing was it's wrong to lie right yes uh the second thing is that it doesn't exactly promote imagination which i conceded is a good point <laughs> uh the third point you had uh was that it steals your thunder which i thought was really funny that <laughs> which i totally agree with as well although whatever um <laughs> another one that i found that i was looking at on this 
website from Psychology Today, as everyone knows, is my favorite site to get my only information for debating. <laughs> uh, this is interesting. The Santa lie isn't necessary for Christmas magic. So like you can still like celebrate Christmas and have this like beautiful thing without. Yeah. Yeah. Which I is still love Christmas totally and true. I know there's no Santa. That's so true. Yeah. Well, yeah, we all do. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's also there's the lights. There's, yeah. you know, the music. Well, it's supposed and... to be like about like, well, it's, I guess it's technically supposed to be about like the birth of Jesus, which none of us care. I, that's a lie. Some people care about <laughs> you and I on this couch. Do yes. not seem to. Uh, that's not part of our faith. No. And uh, however, the tradition of getting your family together to yes. give each other gifts and or even if you don't do gift exchanges just to like get together right. and have a it's nice moment. Yeah. Um, it's nice and reflective. And it's yes. there is something really nice about just like something that's celebrated on a larger scale. Like there's something about the energy surrounding it. Because yeah. I know a lot of people who like really, you know, don't want to go back to their families. But for me personally, getting to go home and just like have that and like do some tradition and have something every year that we do together. Yes. It's just really nice. It is really nice. And having it on like a larger scale and seeing how other people celebrate is fun. Yeah, so I fun. agree. I think you've done a wonderful job dying on this hill. I'm looking at the rest of this. You really did a great job with how it's encourages your kids to trust you uh it's a, kind of a dysfunctional disciplinarian crutch i don't know if i am gonna listen but i know that <laughs> i know that i see you and i hear you uh only when you're awake not when you're asleep <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to do my best uh, accordingly to consider how I uh, raise my children. <laughs> that's, that's all I could hope for. And if Cooper comes to me asking if Santa's real, I'm going to run away screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Not knowing just how to don't tell that. him that he exists. I'm just not going to tell. I, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, how weird would that be if you if somebody else just tells you kid like I'm sure that people have that where you where I've told my kid that yeah. Santa doesn't exist and someone else is like or oh, like a teacher at Santa come? or yeah yeah absolutely and then you're like what are you fucking talking about and then you're like is that woman crazy I can't <laughs> trust this adult whatever yeah. I think you've done a marvelous job of dying on this hill are there any other points or anything you'd like to say to parents who are considering telling their kids that Santa Claus is real as someone who is an anti-scientist, I would say <laughs> that... Not an anti-scientist, an anti-scientist. No, pro-science. Uh -huh. If you're on the fence, just, just tell them Santa's not real. Just don't go with it. The more that people feel comfortable telling their kids that Santa's not real the more more people will feel comfortable telling their kids that Santa's not real. And then we can all just rest in peace knowing that together, our kids know the no truth. Stigma. No stigma. No lies. And the rest of us can continue <laughs> to live in our little universe. Yeah. <laughs> no trust issues. <laughs> I mean, kids don't have to go to therapy anymore oh because my God. Santa was that never an issue. That is just crazy. Issue. Still send your kids to therapy. We're not <laughs> conceding that point. Santa aside. I love your initial argument that Santa is causing all these terrible things yeah uh, do you feel good and dead on your hill i feel i feel dead amazing <laughs> i'm so thrilled to hear it uh with that i would love to read you your eulogy <clears throat> we have gathered here today to say goodbye to ali gusberg who died on the hill of don't tell your kids that santa is real because it is wrong and mean and possibly developing psychological major psychological <laughs> issues <laughs> Uh, Allie is survived by several new projects coming to you in 2020, uh, as well as her sweet baby Cooper, who may or may not believe in Santa just yet and likely will not in the future. <laughs> Allie, we're so grateful for your time here on this earth, and we hope that you rest in peace. Hey, guys, thank you for listening to today's episode of Hills I Die On. If you're enjoying the podcast, feel free to rate it on Apple Podcasts and leave a comment letting me know what you like most. You can also reach out to me on Twitter at by Taylor Cox. I am always happy to hear thoughts or feelings or compliments or of course any hills you guys might be willing to die on yourselves thanks again for listening and hope to see you next week forever dog this has been a forever dog production executive produced by dog. brett boehm joe cilio and alex ramsey for more original dog. podcasts please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.